Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. On May 10th, 2012, April Kaufman was found dead in her bedroom with no signs of struggle. Her husband, Dr. James Kaufman, immediately became a prime suspect, but his airtight alibi eliminated him from the investigation. However, Dr. Kaufman's behavior became more and more erratic after the murder, selling April's belongings quickly, and even being accused of a medical fraud scheme to enrich himself. After unearthing his connections to a biker gang, police started revisiting him as a suspect, all the while trying to find out who killed April Kaufman. Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine, here again with Danny. Hey, yeah, you, you know us. We're your partners in wine, crime, and time. I know I've returned. It's hard to come back from a week-long vacation to a week of work. It's not. I don't recommend it to anybody. The vacation, <laughs> yeah, but the reality crushing back in, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be the worst. That's why I don't take vacations, you <laughs> yeah. know? That's it. I just can't adjust back. That's why I just don't have joy. It would be so much easier. And I do want to shout out. Well, I'm not going to say their name because I didn't ask for permission to. But I ran into a listener at Trivia on Tuesday. And she was talking about, I know, so cool. And the coolest thing, she was talking about, well, not the coolest, kind of just related to the podcast because it was right after the Son of Sam episode. And her mom was in like Queens during that time and wore a wig. Whoa. That's just so insane. Yeah, I have to ask my parents about that. You do. Because my mom grew up, I mean, like semi in the area, like close by. That's crazy. And then I realized, too, it's so like the energy of talking true crime. Then it was like us shouting about Son of Sam at like a bar and just like all the details and just people looking over at us like, what the fuck? Are you? Like, I'm the murder. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. I feel like I was on the bus or something. And I was hearing someone like pace back and forth, muttering about murder. And I was like, normally I would love this, but because I'm in an enclosed space, 
Yeah, be- I'm a little bit alarmed. Because we're traveling to the same destination. It is. Right. Uh, it is <laughs> right. Oh, but that's good. I'm glad you had fun. I need to take a vacation soon. But more importantly, we definitely need to get uh, drinks. Please. When Jorge's back from uh, where I'm not going to say where he is, because I don't know. I'm not going to put people on blast when he's back from where he it's why you have to run a true crime podcast. You got to be very into like personal security. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've talked about my neighborhood just too many times. And I'm like, if someone wanted to, I'm sure they could hunt me down. But whatever. Like, at that point, like, you know, what? we'll just say we all live in walk ups. And I'm like, that would that would no one would ever deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I'm on a 17th floor walk up <laughs> and then the murderer will just be like, ah, I'll go for someone easier. Yeah, like someone's going to burgle. I'm like, what do you even have up there? I'm like, no, exactly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just, I don't know, shout out. Like, as I was reading this, I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. And then I realized it was covered on Killer Motive by none other than our BFF, Troy Roberts. Ah! Oh, my God. And now I'm like, damn, I wish we had him on for this. I wish he would just, I mean, he's busy and booked in a highway, in a big way. I would love him every week. He's just a joy, an expert. That's amazing. And that show's so good. Yeah. I mean, and this murder is like awesome. And also, thank you guys for everybody who... um, put in suggestions of what we should cover in the group. Um, Also join our Facebook group, not another true crime group. If you're not in it, Um, literally this week we were strapped and I just put out a call in the group. I was like, who knows about every single crime that's ever happened in the world? Everybody in our group. So I just put out a call. I was like, guys, what should we cover this week? It can't be anything super in depth because like we don't have a ton of time. No, exactly. Cause uh, <laughs> Sarah texted me, Hey, what should we do this week? Well, I'm like hungover, getting off a plane, like <laughs> housing down a Dunkin' Donuts bagel. I'm like, girl, like the crime of where my money went and my, like, I don't know. Yep. I got nothing. Y'all came through with this episode. And before yeah, we get into this you guys episode, did. And also you lined us up with a lot of good future topics, like the yogurt shop murders. I oh, love a good crap. name. That one's really catchy. So I'm into yeah. looking at that at some we point. We will make sure Demi Lovato does not listen to that episode. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> but if also, if you guys haven't listened to the Troy Roberts episode we did with him, it's from like maybe two months ago or so. Check it out. It's super good. And then it's good. And this case was good enough for him. So it's good enough for us too. It's great. We love it. Um, that sounds weird to talk about a death, but like it's, <laughs> this thing it's sounds, I know it's, it's so Jersey and it's also just, it sounds like a lifetime movie. I mean, I'm sure that a lifetime movie is based on this. Oh, without a dude, there has to be like, one. I would love for number one lifetime to come in here and get the movie rights. But I also could see wondery just doing a season of over my dead body on this specific oh. crime. That would yeah. be so good because I, I have a lot of questions about the bike, the biker gang. And that um, wasn't the majority of what I was Googling all last night. I'm just quite, yeah. we'll get in, we'll get into it. Good. I hope you found something interesting because I couldn't find a lot. I mean, I guess it makes sense. They have a code of silence or something. They are. Yeah, they're, they're moms. Yeah. OK, well, we are going to talk about the murder of April Kaufman. Also, wait, sidebar before we get into it. So my dad well, like he just has gotten into, into this habit of like watching Dateline in the middle of the night when he can't Relaxing. sleep. Right. Like wonder where I get it from. <laughs> I was going to say truly like 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 father, like daughter. <laughs> Legit. And so I texted him as we were researching this and I was like, I got a great murder for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, cool, I'll check it out. 
You're like, thanks for the rack. It's it's the new book club. These are my family dynamics. I got a murder. (laughs) You got to check out. (laughs) I love Uh, it. Okay. So now without further ado, we really will talk about this murder. So April Kaufman was the host of a popular weekly radio show in Atlantic City. And she was also a veterans activist. She did a catering business with her friend Lee. Just kind of like she was a woman about town. I was going to say Loki living my dream life. Oh, yeah. This feels like a goal and compass. I know. What if we just do a live recording in Atlantic City? Then there we go. I'm down. (laughs) Daddy's out. I'm not not down. (laughs) Yeah, I love Atlantic City. I love it. It's air conditioned. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Um, April was she was given a governor's award for outstanding community service, incidentally, a few days before her death. But this is just to speak to like how active she was in the community and also really big on supporting vets. But this is what I love. And this is the real like just I feel a very Jersey part of it. <laughs> so her friend Dawn told Oxygen. First of all, her friend Dawn. Dawn. That's yeah, it. So- Dawn. Dawn wants oxygen and she has something to say. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She says to me, she says, that's what every mom in Jersey. And I feel like once you reach a certain age, because I'm about to say, she says to me, she says, and I'm like, you could just say one of those, but it used to say both. (laughs) That's so true. Uh, So she told oxygen that April could definitely piss people off and also had a knack for telling you to go to hell and make you look forward to the trip. (laughs) (laughs) Which like, goals like that is so like it's it's paints such a picture but also what is the picture of i don't know i mean this is what i want to hear though because every true crime show is like she lit up a room and everybody Mm. loved her and dawn is over here like nah she had a smart mouth and she would tell you to go to hell (laughs) dawn is having like three pumps caramel and a large dunkin donut saying okay let me tell you something about this girl april yeah and her coffee yeah coffee coffee, it's a little bit uh jersey too it has all right we'll we'll give it to you too we can share coffee (laughs) but also uh april was described as vivacious i mean i think she was a pretty popular lady yeah she's popular and gorgeous too I, i was looking at pictures yeah oh yeah beautiful and she had a daughter, Kim Pack, from her first marriage. And Kim is going to come up, which is why I mention it. Um, couldn't find much about her first marriage, but yeah. There we go. Yeah, so that that was kind of the the first one. But now we're into the main marriage that we'll be discussing today. <clears throat> James. So James was a prominent New Jersey endocrinologist. So doctor, all that jazz. He said... Emphasis on the set that he was a Green Beret during the Vietnam War. So naturally, April fell for him because kind of like they, she was such an activist for veterans' rights. You know, it's kind of almost like star-crossed lovers. Yeah, and he had this story about like escaping the Viet Cong and like doing all these heroic things. And I'm sure he just spun all these tales. A lot of tall tales. Yes. And these tall tall ones. Tall, tall drink of waters. And these tall tales turned into a wedding where they got married February 14th. Eh, don't love that they got married in Valentine's Day. I don't Day. love that. <clears throat> don't love it. But in 2002, who knows? Maybe it was... You know, maybe it was like the cheapest date or the date that worked for them. That's I'm a, not you know gonna what? Judge. I'm not going to judge either because, you know, if they had, a, if they cut a deal, they cut a deal. Uh, in Lidwood, New Jersey, they were something of a power couple, according to Oxford. I love that. I mean, I have no, no knowledge of... Uh, Linwood, New Jersey. Do you know the vibe? 
I try to think wait, where I'm trying to like picture it in my head. Okay, yeah, just like uh, south. It's like kind of near Atlantic City ish between Atlantic City and Cape May. So is this like shore status? I personally, I would call it. Here's my thing. It's the shore for people who are from Philly. Okay, I actually totally get that because Do you know what I mean. Yes, a lot of the like local news articles I read were like in this murder that rocked South Jersey and Philly, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, we have a tri-state, no, a bi-state, a bi-state murder. Happy Pride, it's a bi-state murder, yeah, right, they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, we got a two-state murder. No, because that's the thing, because all because it's so close to Philly over there, so that's very much Philly mentality area but i always say to anybody in philly just drive north a little bit go to asbury park it's so much more fun i mean no shade to it cape may fun. but some shade to cape may uh, <laughs> oh i just stayed at the the wor- literally the worst hotel there once so bad it was on hotel impossible no wait and the yeah i need to know everything and the episode no joke it was me and my mom went there because we were like oh we went to cape may when we were younger to be so fun miserable just drinking truly like the only alcohol that we were able to find was no joke skinny girl margarita. No with skinny girl pina colada because the margarita is okay. The pina colada is truly no. like I was drinking nail polish and we Ew. turn on the TV. I'm not even I hand to God, not even kidding. We're hotel impossible's on. The episode is the hotel that we're in. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, why does that look familiar? That's yeah. the worst like wrecking that's the worst moment i'm like i've seen that cockroach before i'm like oh it's best down the hall hey how you doing girl yeah (laughs) oh Oh, my god i imagine if they just like advertise it out front like as seen on tv and you find out it's hotel impossible it's like on hgtv they're like "Ooh, did a gain stay here no they would never oh no oh god that's so rough it was worth and i do feel like james the husband was probably estimatedly worth more than this hotel because his estimated worth was 4.6 million. Yeah, which is like this. I mean, I don't know. This just makes me realize like I have no idea what doctors make. I know it's a lot of money, but I didn't think they were like millionaires. Well, it fluctuates. He was like a good. I think he was a good two decades older than than her. So I guess if you're kind of nearing retirement, you have have the the money to be worth millions. The wealth trickling in. Yeah. So I'm told. I mean, but according to a book doctor dealer oh yeah which i honestly low-key want to read i know it's it's captivating because this is like a really interesting story yeah it is jim Jim was in debt from spending money on cars and motorcycles emphasis on the motorcycles like all right so cliche it's so cliche i'm like how big is this driveway in linwood i don't really get I, i don't i'm so happy that like i don't know what cars are because i feel like i could get swayed into like trying to be like oh i need to get nice cars i don't know what any of them are i i, I can't I, I that's can't. my thing like if i came into a sudden windfall definitely not at all from a life insurance payout um <laughs> i would not be well first of all i don't drive very much but i would not that's be true. trying to get out on cars because i just don't care about how the cards look i'm like this toyota corolla is going to get me where i need to go that's well that's exactly it, it gets me a to b and also i want to be like so i have to just like now i'm in charge of a vehicle i can't know now i have to do the work of driving yeah, it so, and like paying attention no i'll just get on the subway right i'm dding like if i have money i'm just gonna uber more <laughs> <laughs> right i'm gonna uber more and like maybe live by myself but yes. who knows? that is that is the, that is the plan that is the vibe yep. Uh, he was also involved in multiple insurance scams. Yeah, I wish I, I was able to find out like what the uh, what the scams entailed. Um, obviously, there's the big one with the bikers, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, and the I just wasn't 
I oh, I think he would just oh, I thought I wrote this. I think he would basically just bill people for unnecessary procedures and then take a kickback because he was like an endocrinologist. Yeah, there's a better term for it, but like stuffing the bill. Do you know what I mean? Where it'd be like, like padding it, padding it. Yeah, Ooh. I think so. Because that's when it's like because like when you get a bill that big, I mean, you should look through. But also if I'm looking through a medical bill with all these words, I don't fucking so know what any of them mean. Any of them and it's mean. like a million codes like they don't even tell you what it's for. Um, yeah. I got a covid test and. It's the it, the copay came to zero dollars, but like my insurance will be like, here's how much it it cost, and here's how much we paid. So here's how much you owe, and it was like it built some random medical clinic in like not Yonkers, like maybe the Bronx or something, uh. or like very far uptown, and I couldn't recognize what they called the procedure. I was like, what the hell is this? And then it was like cost three hundred dollars. We paid three hundred dollars, so you owe zero dollars, and I was like. Okay, but what do you think? Like, I wasn't uptown or or in the Bronx anywhere. Like, what the hell was this? So I had to like Google and basically cross check with my calendar, and then realize it was from a COVID test I got at LaGuardia Airport, like a totally different area of the oh, city. Oh, that is so weird. Yeah. So anyway, I get how people would fall for it because insurance is a nightmare, out. and. Most of the time you're like, yeah, I'll just pay it and make it go away. Yeah. Well, that's, it's also a thing too, where it's like, it's the type of payment where you're like, well, I need this. (laughs) You're like, well, I'm not going to be like, actually, I'm okay. You're like, okay, if I'm going in to get surgery or procedure or a test, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to just risk it for the biscuit. Or it could have just been a thing where like he was billing the insurance company for it and not actually charging the patients, which honestly, if the, if he's like scamming the insurance company out of money, I say good for him. I would okay. Well, then co-sign to that. I would shout that out. I'm not. I'm not really clear because I. I feel like I did read somewhere that he was basically just like billing people for tests and and procedures or whatever that they didn't actually need. Yeah. But I don't know if like he would then make those people pay a copay on it or if he would just collect insurance. Not. Just, just yeah. Go, go always punch up when you're joking and punch stealing up, money. <laughs> steal from fucking United Healthcare. Don't steal from fucking Barbara down the shore. Yeah, ask for refunds from Amazon. You don't need. Just kidding, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Hello. Just, just speaking for a friend hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but then Lee Darby. Speaking of friends, Lee Darby, oh, yeah. who was a friend of April, said that Jim was controlling, and she and April's former sill sister-in-law Julia Loftus. Oh, I know someone with last name Loftus. Um, often called a uh, Jim Perimeter Pete. I thought it was so funny. That reminded me of like, wasn't there some other case where they had a nickname that wasn't even the guy's name? That's I. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it that Chester, the molester guy? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, where it's like, you know, it's bad when people have to make a nickname for you that doesn't actually incorporate your name. Your name and also just involves molesting and people are just like, oh, my God, that's his nickname. (laughs) Right. Like, oh, Chester. And you're like, isn't that guy's name? What was it? Fuck. Rob or something? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, Rob energy. Yeah. So uh, Loftus said that he was obsessive about the security of the house, kept the doors locked. I mean, that kind of makes, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I know. Well, this is what Oxygen like said, yeah. or it was the yeah. post. I forget and which o- one. And only exited or entered through the garage. Okay. That part is weird. Actually, but like, okay. Honestly, I feel people do that. do that in my parents' house. Wait, I was going to say, I feel, yeah. We, I mean, we use the front door on special occasions. <laughs> I don't know if that's a weird thing. Um, DM us at not another true crime and tell us about your door habits. I'm actually curious because we literally 
only use the garage. I was going to say, is that a super secret serial killer trait or the way to not be super secretly serial killed? Well, here's our thing. It's because I, I just don't think that our parents want to give us copies of the key, which is oh, annoying. So it's code. easier to just be like, here's the code. That's actually true. And it was always fun. I remember growing up, I would always be like, I'm under before it's all the way up. Like it was a little like a Oh, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I really push yourself to limit. <laughs> it's like uh, extreme bingo. <laughs> if you lose, you're going to lose a finger. You're going to go. You're going to lose it a wall. <laughs> yeah. But however, Lee kind of disputed this. I mean, I guess a lot of people do that. Uh, Loftus said that Jim would have a lot of cash at home and $20 bills. Again, that's just Jersey. Is it? <laughs> well, I feel like, well, back in the, cause this was, I'm, well, I guess 2012. I mean, I guess that depends how many lots of bills. I was like, I feel like in 2012, I would still like call for pizza, get two pies for the family, true. maybe a salad and it'd be 20 with tip. I guess that's true. But I think they're <laughs> thinking like rolls of Roll, $20 bills that's or, true. <laughs> or something more extreme in order to make it worthy of reporting. On. I guess that's true. If it's notable $20 bills. Yeah. But nowadays we're like, oh my God, this person had one bill in their wallet, like lock them up. Oh, I don't trust it. I don't get it at all. But it, you know, it's the hack now. Here's my hack. I'm, I'm teaching some people how to save some things. Okay. Because now, because no one has cash anymore, but businesses still like to have cash. So it's the perfect haggle skill. Say you're like, something's like $75. You're like, well, I have 60 in cash or do you want 75 in card? They'll be like, a lot of times they'll be like, just give me the 60 in cash because they, you, they don't have to pay all the fees because that's why a lot of things are paid more because like there's like a service fee for the card and everything like that. Just yeah. what I've been noticing sometimes. Wait, what kind of businesses are you doing this at? Uh, well, I had it once for um, a hand, uh, handyman that came. Oh yeah, totally. And I had a friend do it for movers. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. So then things like that. I it's thought you were like walking into Zara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was no. like, I will try it if it works. But no, um, please. Zara customer service or whatever is they just laugh at your face. Right. And their dressing rooms still aren't open. So everything I bought for my trip was a Hail Mary toss. Thank God it fit. But I was just like, this is uh, pushing it to the limit. Oh my God. Yeah. I had the worst like lucky brand customer service experience because I wanted oh. to buy jeans. But like, I'm seriously all over the place. Like when it comes to buying jeans, like I could be a two. I could be an eight because their women's sizes sizing are is so a joke. Fucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally like did their little chat thing. And I said, hey, um, I'm, I'm interested in buying these shorts. I'm really not sure what size to get. Like, I know my measurements. Can you help? And they were like, what size do you normally wear in jeans? And I'm like, I don't know, a six. <laughs> like, and then the person was like, but then I explained like, you know, this, you know, I've, I've worn anything from this range to this range. And the, the person on the other end goes, a six would be a 26. Thank you. Good day. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like, no. <laughs> You're like, that's actually not my quite. Um, <clears throat> I was like, um, I didn't need help with the formula. Like, can you tell me how these fit? Like, are they, do they run small? No, no. Do okay. they wash and shrink? Oh, that no, is annoying. Just this is our, our A to B conversion. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's why I hate those chat things. They never help me out. It was the worst. Sorry for this insane tangent, everyone. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You know, it also was insane. What? Well, according to Darby, their marriage. She said that the marriage was viatile and basically Jim would be hot and cold Katy Perry style. Uh, truly. So then on May 10th, 2012, April was found shot dead in her bedroom in Linwood, New Jersey. She was killed in the early hours of the morning. There were very little signs of struggle except for a water bottle and some lotion was knocked over on the nightstand. Maybe one other thing was misplaced. Um, a handyman found her hours later and called 911 and she had been shot twice, but police found no fingerprints, no shell casings, no signs of forced entry, and nothing was taken from the home. In other words, this looks like a hit. Yes. Yeah, looks like a, that's kind of just like, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> totally. And I mean, you know, we always say it's always a husband. We have a mug that says it's always a husband. We literally do buy it on shopbetches.com. Also, this is so exciting. We're coming out with a sweatshirt that says true crime and chill. So get Ooh. ready for it because I'm excited to wear it everywhere. And you know what's so funny? Because it's for all the people that even though it's summer, you're inside watching documentaries with the AC on. God bless us. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that is me. That is <laughs> a new sweatshirt swipe. when it's 80 degrees outside. <laughs> Truly. So, okay. Well, detectives were kind of on our side. (laughs) They definitely thought Jim had something to do with it. However, the problem was he seemed to have an airtight alibi. Jim left that morning for work and cameras and phone records placed him where he says he was all day. So that was a snag. I was like, that is kind of airtight. Yes. However, uh, April's daughter alleged that Jim was violent and there was maybe a time where he pushed her down the stairs. So she was really she just really never trusted him, trusted this guy. Exactly. And she was really always pushing for years for the police to look into him. Um, And here's where I think Jim kind of tipped his own hand at one point he suggested that police look out the pagans motorcycle club and said april might have worked with them or sort of encountered them during her work with veterans um and jim claimed that april introduced them to him so interesting oh what do we do with that so put a pin in the pagan motorcycle club Cause we're going to go back to the husband a little bit and just kind of like the most, in, like, I feel like the most, uh, well, cause like this, the case stalled for basically years. And then yeah. because April was killed in 2012 and then it really wasn't until 2017 where there was a new, some new government official basically like had a renewed interest in the case. And then they kind of dragged every or not dragged, but like they brought everything back Rehash, up again yeah. and started investigating again. Starting investigating, yeah. So <clears throat> this husband, he he did act, and this is kind of I feel like one of the most telling signs, or an interesting sign to see about spouses or anybody like this after a murder. He was acting sketchy after the murder. He uh, missed a community vigil a month after the murder, which gave me big Scott Peterson vibes. SJP Scott 
Jan Peterson, not Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know if his middle name is Jan, but it's now renamed. Uh, he also brought up dating soon after, which is kind of a weird way to <laughs> cope with losing the legend yeah. of your life. Yeah. Um, he sold all of April's possessions without telling her daughter, which is very, that's fucked. Because I mean, like, that's like, at least give them to her. Like, what are you trying to do with this? Right. Mm. I just feel like there's no real reason to rush on that. True. Besides, I guess the cash. Uh, he ended right. up getting also remarried to his high school sweetheart a year and a half after the murder. Weird vibes. Well, the weirdest part about that was like they got remarried as in they had been married before. <laughs> yeah, they like they re-upped. It's like yeah. the the yeah. <laughs> Which is so it's kind of just like what was this what was this interlude all about? Confusing. Here's the kicker. Yeah, Kim realized Jim was eligible for April's 600,000 life insurance policy, so she hired lawyers and sued Jim to contest it. 600 always the life insurance it's always a husband and it's the life insurance signed sealed delivered it's not yours jim it's like instead of doing what was the julia was it julia roberts movie where like big mistake big mistake huge or no oh being aaron brockovich i was just thinking where they have a marriage pact to like get married if like my best friend's wedding yeah like where two friends have a marriage pact like it shouldn't be like that you should have a life insurance pact with your best friend (laughs) i like that and you still saying i say a little prayer for you though obviously yeah oh that's a good that could be and then you just have to make sure that your friend doesn't want to kill you this is where it gets that is a hard one tough that'd be the that'd be the twist at the end that'd be a good twist for the sequel that we just spoiled for the movie that we're writing (laughs) 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 so this lawsuit ended up being key for a few reasons. One, <laughs> spoiler alert, the lawyers found that Jim never was in the military. That's crazy. That's a big thing to lie about. Yeah. Two, the lawyers were now able to question Jim under oath about April's murder. In the deposition, he said, <clears throat> I ran upstairs, he said. I looked inside and unfortunately saw April lying there and she wasn't moving. I ran downstairs out to the lawn and was hysterical and started vomiting. He first said the police killed April and then said, what? (laughs) This was like when they were, when they had him, um, when they were questioning him under oath and they were basically like, well, who do you think did it? Cause that, oh yeah, exactly. Cause that was the thing. Cause he wasn't even brought in for the murder. He was brought in for the life insurance situation. Yeah. And then, so then he was like, oh, the police did it. And the police were like, mm, no, bitch, you know how we are. No. Nope. <laughs> and then said, maybe it was a veteran suffering from PTSD out of nowhere, I guess, because she worked with veterans. Uh, and then said, maybe it was a slumlord, April criticized, then brought up the biker gang. Also say still. Uh, this is why if somebody's lying, you don't say anything and then you just let them continue to ramble because they just spew. They just spew. You can just yep. have them keep on going. That's how sometimes less is more for your end. It truly less is more when it comes to catching people in a lie. That's true. So then this is kind of what we talked about. So in 2017, this case had major developments because Jim was accused of medical fraud. So like I'd mentioned, it was alleged that he was ordering unnecessary blood tests and pocketing kickbacks. 
And so when authorities got a warrant to search his medical office, Jim just snapped. He came out with a gun. He was threatening suicide. He was yelling, I'm not going to jail for this. And there was this 45 minute standoff after which Jim actually finally agreed to give himself up. So he ended up getting arrested for a weapons violation, which in turn gave police access to his phone records. And while looking through his phone records, they noticed that Jim was corresponding with a man by the name of Ferdinand Augello, the head of the Pagan's motorcycle gang. Um, Also, I just thought this was funny because among the Pagan circles, this man was apparently known as miserable, which like same. (laughs) (laughs) That's I don't think that's like the name, the the name that you want the head of your biker gang, like your biker gang head is basically Eeyore. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like sad. I was like, what are your feelings charts today? And everything like that. Yeah. They have, they had very interesting names. I want like destroyer, not like miserable. Yeah, just like you know, like overwhelmed, lethargic. <laughs> Wait, like that's like that's it's just mine like, is burnout. <laughs> <laughs> I know because the main guy's name was Satan or Ooh. like John Marin, so it's like you kind of think like he would be the person. Like yeah. that's a name that I feel like goes with the Pagans. Yeah, but and then I, and it's I like you run out of de- demonic nicknames. I feel like at some point you just got to trickle down to like unpleasant emotions. You just got to go to emotions where I carry. I also love too in the research, the, all these, like this gang and also all the other motorcycle gangs, they're called OMGs, outlawed motorcycle gangs. What? (laughs) That's because I apparently, because there's a lot of them. Are they illegal? I mean, I guess that makes sense. They're outlawed from the, uh, the borough of alcohol, tobacco, firearm, and explosives, which is a fun borough. Uh, Bureau, I'm sorry, because uh, I think a lot of the times the gangs have uh, firearms with them. <laughs> Wait, what would they have been doing in said bureau that they're outlawed from? Uh, holding, like having like um, firearms and things like that. So, so anyone in this gang is like not allowed to have a firearm? I get, well, because I think because they use it, uh, they're usually unauthorized. I know that's how one of the people were arrested oh. and they'll use them to uh, fight or um, intimidate other the, the way this works is like the, the well, yeah the, i'm like that seems like their job as a motorcycle gang you gotta yeah. intimidate people you're like guys it's the business because it's yeah. the pagans is a big gang and then what's it um hell's angels yes i've heard of them is that other big gang so what oh. the pagans would try to do and i'm sure hell's angels would do this as well i just was only reading about the pagans they would go to other motorcycle gangs and intimidate them with their firearms to join the pagan gang so they would have more numbers on their side so that hell's angels wouldn't encroach into their area so like they're just not allowed to buy guns legally is what you're saying i i don't know if it's like totally that they might be able to but i guess a lot of the times they would be caught using them in ways they're not allowed to or something like that right. i also don't think a lot of them get arrested i think there's only one arrest i mean that, that does seem like the gig like yeah well one time, i think the main arrest was that it was like pulled like he like pulled it out and was like going to shoot someone at a Newark uh gas station hmm. it doesn't so seem like it's allowed does not seem like it's allowed, but it's so crazy because it's like the pagan uh, MCs, as they call them, motorcycle club. They uh, tried, they did not want Hell's Angels to get into the East Coast area. Oh. Because it's a big East Coast, it's a big East Coast crew. Ah, huh. a real East Coast, West Coast throwdown. It re- really, it's Biggie and Pac. It's Biggie and Pac. <laughs> <laughs> but with like long white beards. Yeah. And the a lot main of- guy actually in this that we're talking about, I had like this long ponytail. 
Yeah, and you know what? Now they're in Florida too. So interesting. That's I could do have- a whole episode on motorcycle gangs because I don't understand them. We that actually would be really interesting because when I was reading about it, I was like kind of hooked. They as of like even this month, the group in Florida in um Navarre, I don't really know where that is in Florida. They got in a fight with locals at Stripes Bar and Grill. Mm. And then two days later, um another motorcycle gangs the 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 rubs rich urban bikers their motorcycles were set on Sorry. fire in front of this place <laughs> uh, so they don't fuck around uh, that's serious that's serious yeah i don't know i guess just because it's so talked about in tv and stuff that i didn't really think it was a real thing yeah um, i just that- thought it's like oh you just ride around with friends and you're fucking annoying because you rev your engines but that's the thing yeah, I these people was- are scary yeah i thought it was a pickup soccer league and now i'm just like hello sir <laughs> I'm like, yeah. if any of you listen on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple, don't mess with us. We support, we're, we're happy you're happy. That's <laughs> it. I'm just going to leave it at. I ain't going to touch nothing with nothing. <laughs> My God, right? There's no old man softball league. <laughs> 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 then things got even crazier with the pagans because authorities figured out that Jim had this deal with them where I, okay, I read a number of reports. So like one report said that he was, giving them oxy so they could sell it either on the street or literally on the internet. And I was kind of like, hypothetically, what site was this happening? That's what on? Is that like on Craigslist or <laughs> right? Etsy? Or he was selling it to them. I'm not really sure, but he would basically give um, a painkiller script to anyone. Angela would send to his practice um, and he would either take a hundred dollar payment or he would bill their insurance. Okay. Sure. Which like just bill the insurance like for your I'm not gonna try to shake down a, a motorcyclist. Yeah. I mean hundred dollars for an oxy script, I guess, is not so bad. And maybe that's why he had waters of twenty. Exactly. Not for pizza. Maybe and for pizza. so authorities basically came to this theory that April had uncovered the alleged drug ring and threatened to expose Jim, and so he had her killed. They also think she asked him for divorce in 2011. So the year before the murder and when he wouldn't grant one, she started just racking up his credit cards, which ain't no shame in that game. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to the casino. She's going to the sex in the city slot machine. God bless. She's going to the Borgata. (laughs) I woke up in a new Borgata. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's legit. And so um, she she apparently said that she would spend as much of his money as she could until she got the divorce. And then this was the problem because Kaufman, allegedly Jim, said that he would rather kill April than grant the divorce and, quote, lose half his empire. I think that was something he'd said to one of the pagans. Um, and supposedly, actually, the what they called the pill mill, which was like this oxy scheme, didn't actually get Jim a lot of money, which makes sense because you're giving people prescriptions for a hundred dollars. Like that's not that much. That's like it does, it's not that like much. My doctors a... visit bills the insurance more money than that. Like that is true. Also, it's like, like hundred twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so damn, he was cutting them a bargain. Um, but so bargain. yeah, so this pill mill didn't really get a lot of money for Jim, and as we mentioned, he was possibly in debt from these like cars and motorcycles. And all that. But, the one thing that he did get was access to the pagans, which is where he eventually found his hitman. Yes. So prosecutors allege that a man named Francis Maholland actually shot April and received 20K cash for it. So 20 grand. Craziest part. 
Well, the craziest part for me anyway. Yeah, for you, for Sarah. According to a book called Doctor Dealer, this book that we're going to be reading, uh, a man named Joe Mulholland drove the getaway car, Taylor Swift getaway car. Great song by her. And get this, they're not related. Okay, huh. which is like, maybe this is just my Long Island Jewish upbringing talking, but I'm like, you had two Mulhollands in the same group and they're not related. I've never encountered that last name before. I actually don't know. I've, I've had a lot of McDonough's, McCollins. Yeah. yeah. Like a Mick, fine. I get it. But like Mulholland, it was Mulholland. spelled the exact same way. Mulholland. I wonder if that's even Scottish, not Irish. Mulholland. Maybe. I don't know. It's what giving me Outlander asked? vibes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so uh, people are also saying that maybe he got 50K. Over 20K we'll go with. Yeah. Between 10 to 50K, yeah. I saw like all sorts of claims. Yeah. That's, how, that's also what every glass door job says for payments where it's like you can make either two dollars or a hundred k it's like okay yeah uh, <laughs> and then the multi-level marketing schemes are like it's all dependent on how much work you put in yeah it depends if you hustle honey uh Ajello also ended up getting charged with conspiracy to kill jim and for racketeering because of the drug ring because they what they're saying is that jim actually didn't hire i mean jim actually didn't hire Mulholland, but Ajello did to carry out the murder but then he kind of shopped the idea around to a bunch of his uh, pagan pals, his PPs, if you will, first. <laughs> you get shot for calling them PPs alone. I actually, I feel like they would roll with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to find out, but who knows? The, the pals, I, I don't know if that's exactly inspiring fear. Oh my God, the PayPals. <laughs> the PayPals, love it. <laughs> what if that's That should be scheme? their like encrypted payment system. Honestly, I, PayPal's really confusing. So, I mean, at least for me. So, <laughs> right. Uh, Ojella was caught in a part of an, uh, because of another pagan who turned him into a CI and wore a wire. Loved it. It's always, it's always risky. I was to wear very a wire. like, this is why this needs to be a lifetime movie because they took this one motorcycle guy, they flipped him mm-hmm. into an informant, mm-hmm. and he really just wore a wire like it was a movie. He really did. He, 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 he buttoned that button. Love it. Uh, Francis, who was the alleged hitman, died of an overdose a year after the murder, so he never spent time in jail for it. Uh, seven people did, although ultimately get charged in connection with the alleged hit murder situation. Jim then did something dumb, which I feel like is not, it's been tracking for him. He yeah. wrote, yeah, it's just. Jim, yeah. do something stupid? Never. I feel like the police at this point are like him, you know, like Jim again, him again. Uh, (laughs) He wrote authorities a letter that the whole murder plot was the pagans doing and he had no part in it, basically. So it's like, so you knew this and you weren't telling anybody anything. Yeah, no. So then the cops showed the pagans the letter who turned on him for breaking their code of silence. And this code of silence is real because the only other time that a pagan uh, broke that was when they were on their deathbed and it was about a kidnapping that I think happened in New York or so. Really? And it was, and it was like 20 years later. So they... Holy shit. But then they... But then I wonder if that guy who turned into a confidential informant is still alive. Like, seriously. That's a good question. I'm sorry. And the, the thing... It, it actually happened in Florida. And it was 24 years later, they kidnapped and murdered a, for, a 17-year-old girl 24 years later, Paul Branch from the Pagans on his deathbed said, I have to confess this. Good night and good luck. Wow. I know. I wonder if the informant is, maybe they just witness protection, but I feel like the Pagans, motorcycles can go far, I think. 
I think so too. You just gotta get some gas. Gotta gotta get some gasolina. Uh, so <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, yeah. So the pagans turned on him for breaking the code of silence. They flipped and confirmed Jim was their oxy plug, and he wanted April. Those dead. are my words, not theirs, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, the oxy plug. They had to plug it in. Plug it I in. I just don't think that these like old white men are being like, yeah, this is the plug. But maybe they. I, are. Feel, they, I feel they would. I will say there's maybe. a maybe the they, pagan plug. The PP yeah. again. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So Jim uh, got caught in it, twisted. Yeah, he was in trouble. Um, and at this point, he'd already been arrested. He was uh, awaiting trial. I think trial was a few weeks away. Um, at first, authorities were worried that the pagans were going to put out a hit on him. So they moved him to a prison near Jersey City. Shouts out. Ow, ow. What's up? <laughs> um, and then so the case was preparing to go to trial when unfortunately on January 26th, 2018, this was, I believe, James mm-hmm. was found by a corrections officer in his cell with a six page suicide note. 2020 was able to obtain a copy of the note in which Jim denied having anything to do with his wife's death. It said in part, I cannot live like this. I, no matter what anybody says, did not do anything to my wife. Hmm. In 2018, Ferdinand Nagello was sentenced to life in prison on charges of murder, racketeering, narcotics, attempted murder, just a bunch of stuff. And And, all that jazz. And all that jazz. Um, He'll be eligible for parole after serving 55 years. (laughs) But I looked at his picture. He does not look that young. I don't know if he got 35 years. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be out. Well, I will say, I mean, I feel motorcycles, it's a lot of wind. So maybe he looks older because of that. It's true. Maybe they need to have a good SPF. Maybe. Maybe they need all to that time in the sun. Yeah. All that time in the sun. But who knows? But yeah, it's not looking like he'll be uh, um, skipping out of there anytime soon. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like, letter or no, I think Jim did this. I think so too. I'm it's just like, like, come on, bro. I feel you can either clear your conscience or clear your name. He tried to clear his name. <clears throat> there we go. Mm, that's a really interesting phrase. I feel like that's something I would see on Reddit. I like it. Oh, wait. I feel like I should like do something with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll think on that. All right. But yeah. And I, yeah. So I feel like he definitely was involved. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he definitely commissioned this hit. I feel like. I mean, I think the best benefit of the doubt I would give him, which I wouldn't even would be like he made a remark to a motorcycle guy of like, oh, I just really wish mm-hmm. my wife was dead or something like that. And the guy took it literally. But I don't think so, because I think no. this Ferdinand guy was like really asking a bunch of people and nobody really wanted to do it. So in the end, um, the the man that they got to carry out the murder, Francis, was like um, a drug addict. And then he ended up dying a year after the murder. Like, I don't think he was their first choice of a hitman. Exactly. He was kind of the runner up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that was an interesting case. Shouts out to actually, let me try to find who suggested that to us because. Yeah, shout out to Jersey. And also, I'm now curious. I think we might have to do down the line a motorcycle episode or something like that because it is, it's intriguing. It's kind of scary, but interesting. I'm just like worried that I would talk about it and then there would be a hit put out on me. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, they're probably not worried about me, right? Yeah, oh, right. yes. Well, Thank you to helmets. Francesca. Oh, Francesca. Who, I love that um, name. Suggested this one. Once I saw like Dr. Murder for Hire plot, biker gang, I was like, I'm Jersey. Sold. Yeah, we're done. That's all, that's all of our buzzwords. 
right? I'm sold. So yeah. thank you guys. And, and please join the group. Not another true crime group. Super fun. Follow the podcast on Instagram at not another true crime. Without further ado, please welcome Jorge. 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 All right. What a case. It's an interesting one. So much intrigue. Oh, yeah. A lot. Plot twists. So as I was looking at this case, I kind of had the same reaction as you guys did. Just this biker gang culture really stuck out just being so bizarre and interesting and, and curious. So today's game is maybe a sneak peek of a future episode. Oh. Oh. So we're going to be diving all into the world of biker gangs. Oh. And this game is going to be called Angels and Pagans. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I wonder why. That combo, that hybrid. <laughs> right? So Ooh. this is how it's going to work. I'm going to give you a fun fact about a biker gang. And it's going to be your job to tell me whether this is about the Hell's Angels which is another Ooh. super big biker gang or the pagans, which is the one that was involved Great. in this. All right. So first up in the 1960s, their president was paid the same amount as the U S president. Pagans. Paid. Wow. Well, I guess I just have to, this is the strategy. It's like, do I just piggyback on Danny's answer every time or try to go 50, <laughs> 50? I would say the hell's, Angels, because I've heard of them before. Danny is correct. It was the pagans. How did you know that? Because I I was looking them up last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. (laughs) Unfair advantages. Because I prepared for the podcast. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Cheating. We got some insider trading going on. (laughs) Danny might have a bit of an unfair advantage in this one. But hey, Danny can use all the help he can get. Let's be honest. Can I say I need it? (laughs) So this, the Pagans were actually established in 1957. So pretty, pretty early on. And and then in the 1960s, they're actually adopted like a formal constitution and a governing structure. So like very legit. And they chose a national president. And at that time, they decided that that president would be paid the same amount as the U.S. president, which was about $100,000 a year. It's pretty good. Six figures especially back then. Back then, too. Shit, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, wow. And they called this gesture a show of class. Oh. Show of class? Yeah. They're elegant as fuck, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I suppose. (laughs) Hey, you know what? If someone wants to pay me whatever 100 grand is now from the 50s for class, God bless. Yeah, I will happily. (laughs) I'll take it. I mean, true. (laughs) All right, Danny is on the board. One, two, zero. All right, next up. A member was quoted as saying in 2000, the club as a whole is not racist, but we probably have enough racist members that no black guy is going to get in. Oh, my God. Either. Both. Yeah, that's actually. <laughs> Which one of these motorcycle gangs is like a paragon of diversity? That's true. I mean, I'm still going to. I'm going to go with angels. With my Hell's Angels people. Yeah. You are both correct. This was the Hell's Angels. Yeah, they, they don't seem like the most progressive lot out there. Unfortunately not. Although they're not officially a racially segregated organization, at least they don't call themselves that. Like, as this guy said, for all intents and purposes, they are. 
Um, but to my surprise, the pagans actually have a mixed race policy that huh. was set by their founding fathers back in the 60s. And although, I mean, we don't really know what's really going on behind closed bike helmets, but <laughs> they do reportedly have a considerable number of Latino huh. members specifically. So okay. they got that going for them. There we go. Okay, pagans. Pagans so are trying. Off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two to one. Next up. Women in the club are considered property. Both? Oh, that's the pagans. <laughs> I feel it is the pagans too. Yeah. It is the pagans indeed. I remember reading a line about how like women weren't treated as equal in that organization. So like how would April have introduced that's Jim to thing. them? Yeah, exactly. That that is exactly the the case, and it's um, the official rule within the club is that women are supposed to be treated with respect, but they're generally referred to as property, and they even wear like their cool. bike biker jackets. Literally say property on the back. It's cool. it's cool. pretty cool. insane. That yeah, that makes sense. That tracks, yeah. The only thing is, like, property of pink, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> right. But also, I'm like, how do you call someone property and treat them with respect? Yeah, yeah that's that seems like a catch. It's like the yellow right? deli. Yeah. Right. I saw some pictures online, and it was kind of very funny to see this because I saw one jacket that said, property of Scary Larry. It's just like oh such bi- so bizarre. Oh my God. That's like the episode of Bob's Burgers where the motorcycle gang comes into Bob's Burgers and they really have names like that. Wait, oh my God. I haven't seen that episode. I need Good to episode. watch it. <laughs> I love that show. All right. Two to three. A very close game. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Next up. Hunter S. Thompson, who was the founder of Gonzo Journalism. He wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Great movie. Yeah. Great book, by the way. Shout out. Infiltrated them. Was this the Hell's Angels or the Pagans? Hell's Angels. I, I'm going to go with Pagans. Sarah is correct. Oh. It was the Hell's Angels. Well, only because Danny said there was some turf war in the East Coast. So I was like, therefore, oh. they're based in the West. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> so he rode with them for an entire year while researching this book that he wrote that he called Hell's Angels, which I guess was kind of creative. Imaginative title. Right. <laughs> but it, the book actually looks pretty fascinating. I, I found a bunch of quotes online and one of them was really interesting. It said, I'm bound to go to heaven because I've already served my time in hell. You know, Ooh. I'm going to say that about work <laughs> when I end up in purgatory. <laughs> I'm going to say that for every time. I'm just like waiting in line at the airport. Oh, that. <laughs> I've been in hell. <laughs> yep. It's JFK. <laughs> oh, it's Port Authority bus terminal. Oh, no, no, no. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or read the book? Honestly, no. It's fantastic. No. Highly recommend Ooh. it. It's um, he was very well known for being a huge acid and drug user. So his writing is super sort of bizarre and crazy so highly recommend that if you're looking for something oh, to fill cool. some time if you're in Logan, cool. Las Vegas. All right. very very good all right we have a tie game going into the last oh, question oh Uh-oh. shit wow okay they sued disney and won i think this is 
Probably Hell's Angels, too. I would say that, too. Again, they're the only one I'd heard of before this. <laughs> You're both correct. It was oh. the Hell's Angels. And they actually sued Disney because of a movie Why? called Wild Hogs. Yes! <laughs> Wait, I feel like I've heard of that one. I know that movie, but this? <laughs> it came out in 2007, and it starred John Travolta, Tim Allen, Martin yeah. Lawrence, and William H. Macy. I mean, Wait, I totally remember that movie. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the cast apparently was not enough, though, because the movie was reportedly pretty bad it got a 27 out of 100 on metacritic and peter travers of rolling stones wrote jokes dying on the lips of these easy riders are hard to stomach (laughs) (laughs) being a film critic is like such a fun job because you're just a bitch (laughs) right that's literally your job like that's what literally just yeah um anyways the reason why they sued them is because the movie used the hell's angels flaming skull logo without permission Oh shit! And they oh, snap. Sued Disney and they won. Yeah. How, do you know how much money? So th- what Disney actually settled was that they removed all the logos and all the mentions of the oh. famous whole logo from the from the final version of the movie. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense to me. But yeah. then I I saw that the sequel, Wild Hogs Two, <clears throat> Bachelor Ride and Wedding Band, was canceled. No. Good. Lord. I, I mean, I have to blame the Hell's Angels for that one. How dare they? Or you have to thank them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. They did us a favor. <laughs> God. So after five rounds of play, we have a tie game. Ooh. Wow. We are both winners of Angels it. and Pagans. We're both motorcyclists. Yeah. <laughs> AMP. Well great, great done. Yay. Well, this is so fun. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you to our uh, motorcyclists for enriching us today. (laughs) And also thank you for Troy Roberts for Loki sort of inspiring us retroactively to do this episode and go listen to that one. If you haven't heard it yet, he tells the best stories. Yes, definitely check it out. He's just I'm obsessed with him. Yes. And otherwise, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Give us five stars. We really appreciate it. Like I mentioned before. DM us at not another true crime, or if you want to respond to the thread of episode suggestions, join the not another true crime group on Facebook. Please answer the questions. Just please type something in about the podcast. So I'll let you in. I know you're not a bot. (laughs) Exactly. It's easy. Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be in your ear next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.